listening to Skylight, the Skylight Books podcast. Skylight Books is a general interest bookstore in the Los Feliz neighborhood in Los Angeles. You can shop with us from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. or visit us online 24-7 at skylightbooks.com. Follow along at Skylight Books Instagram and Twitter. You can subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you for listening, and now on to the episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Skylight Books Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Jeffrey. Skylight Books is an independent bookstore located in the Los Feliz neighborhood of Los Angeles, California. We've returned to our regular business hours at the store. We're open every day from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. We're continuing to ask unvaccinated customers to wear their masks in the store, but if you're fully vaccinated, you can come in without one. We're also still offering online shopping and curbside pickup through www.skylightbooks.com. And you can check out our upcoming events on our Crowdcast page, crowdcast.io backslash skylightbooks. Now on to the show. I'm joined today by Pedro Myral, who teaches literature in Buenos Aires. In 1998, he was awarded the Premio Clarín. And in 2007, he was included in the iFestival's Bogota 39 list, which named the 39 best Latin American authors under 39. Among his novels are A Night with Sabrina Love, which was made into a film and widely translated, and The Woman from Uruguay, which was a bestseller in Latin America and Spain and has been published in 12 countries. Jennifer Croft won the Man Booker International Prize for her translation from Polish of Nobel laureate Olga Tok. Tokachek's uh, novel, Flights. She's the author of Homesick, a Sarian Prize winner, and numerous pieces in the New York Times, the Los Angeles Review of Books, the Paris Review Daily, and elsewhere. She holds a PhD in Comparative Literary Studies from Northwestern University and an MFA in Literary Translation from the University of Iowa. How are you today, Pedro and uh, Jennifer? Hello, Mike. Hello, Jim. Hi, Mike. Thank you Great for joining yeah, thank you for joining us. It's really a pleasure to have you both. Um, I understand, Pedro, you're going to read a little bit from the original Spanish of your novel, and then Jennifer is going to read from her translation. Sure. Uh, this is just um, half a page of, of uh, La Uruguaya. That's the title in Spanish. And um, it's a, it, the book is kind of a, a long um, confession of a man to to his uh, wife, and he says this. Nunca dejaba mi correo abierto, jamás. Era muy, muy cuidadoso con eso. Me tranquilizaba sentir que había una parte de mi cerebro que no compartía con mí. mi cono de sombra, mi traba en la puerta, mi intimidad, aunque solo fuera para estar en silencio. Siempre me aterra esa cosa si a mesa de las parejas opinan lo mismo, comen lo mismo, se emborrachan a la par, como si compartieran el torrente sanguíneo. 
debe haber un resultado químico de nivelación después de años de mantener esa coreografía constante. Mismo lugar, mismas rutinas, misma alimentación, vida sexual simultánea, estímulos idénticos, coincidencia en temperatura, nivel económico, temores, incentivos, caminatas, proyectos. ¿Qué monstruo bicéfalo se va creando así? Te volvés simétrico con el otro. Los metabolismos se sincronizan, funcionás en espejo. Un ser binario con un solo deseo. Y el hijo llega para envolver ese abrazo y sellarlos con un lazo eterno. Es pura asfixia la idea. Thank you so much for reading that in Spanish, Pedro. I'm going to read the English translation. Um, I never left my email open, ever. I was very, very careful about that. It comforted me that there was a part of my brain I didn't share with you. I needed my lock on the door, my privacy, my shadow run, even if only for some quiet. It terrifies me the way couples become conjoined. Same opinions, same degree of drunkenness, as if man and wife shared one bloodstream. There must be a chemical leveling that occurs after years of maintaining that constant choreography. Same place, same routines, same diet, simultaneous sex life, identical stimuli, shared temperature, income, fears, incentives, walks, plans. What kind of two-headed monster gets created that way? You get symmetrical with your partner, metabolism synchronized. You operate as mirror images, a binary being with a single set of desires. And the kids are there to gift wrap that embrace and slap an eternal bow on it. The idea is pure suffocation. So I think we can begin our conversation with that beautiful passage. Um, how, how did this novel begin for you? Did it begin with this kind of concept or did it begin with the character? Or did it begin with the place? I think that the idea of, of um, a married man completely suffocated, I, I, I like the word you use, Jenny, for the translation, uh, who feels suffocated in, in marriage and uh, blames the family for his uh, own frustration and he's completely wrong about that of course uh, because it's all his fault he's not writing he, he's he's not producing he's not uh, going uh, forward um, but he thinks it's a family it's a lack of money uh, i i liked the the character um, and of course his desire because the story is when It happens in one day when he travels from Buenos Aires to Montevideo for the day to, to pick up some money on the, on the other side of the border and to meet um, the woman from Uruguay. Uh, this, this girl, 24-year-old woman who he met last summer. So I, I really, I think it began with that, with, with a character who was uh, kind of locked up and then uh, who kind of uh, escapes for the day and thinks that uh, he thinks that everything is gonna be, he, he's, gonna, he's gonna be in paradise for the day and of course everything goes wrong. Um, that's kind of the, uh, the 
the first seed of, of, the, of the story. And this book, which came out in Spanish in 2016, has been such an enormous success for you. It's been a huge bestseller in a number of different languages. Um, but I imagine that with the pandemic, more and more people could identify with this feeling of suffocation um, and this need to express an individual desire and also to just break free of the prison of the, of the household. Have you gotten more responses from readers even recently? Yes, I think, I think that you're, you're right. Um, a lot of couples probably uh, got along better uh, before the pandemic, the, um, the coronavirus, because they, they each had their own kind of uh, secret things going on. And um, some probably were real, some were only kind of um, almost fantasies or just flirts with somebody at work or whatever. And that probably made everyone kind of, um, at least those couples, feel some kind of oxygen or something like that. And um, when that completely was uh, shut down, people really had to live together without going out in the street. I think this, um, things got worse and a lot of couples were uh, feeling horrible. Um, Yes, it, it's, it's a kind of loneliness. It, it's a horrible loneliness because it's a loneliness of being with, uh, together with someone. That is horrible. I, I really think that that kind of couple has to break up uh, <laughs> and, and do something else. But um, I, I think that the pandemic produced something in, and, and also strengthened some, some uh, bonds in couples also. Um, I think that a lot of men realized what the, all the work in the house was um, and what it takes also to teach kids and, and uh, with, with, the, with the homeschooling. Um, there's a lot of things that happened uh, in the, with the couples during the pandemic. Um, probably there's something about the woman from Uruguay that, that connects with that. Uh, but I, of course, I, I I didn't think about it when I when I when I wrote it because yeah. I, wrote, I wrote it in like uh, five years ago, so it was impossible. yeah. Either you caused the pandemic on purpose to sell more books, or or you just read about something that somehow synchronized with what was to come. But the the, the word suffocation really goes with the pandemic. It's it's scary, yes. Yeah, and the film of this book. Is it already out or it's going to come out soon? No, it's going to come out. I'm, I'm reading the first drafts of the script. Um, they are fin uh, there's a group of uh, screenwriters who are, are finishing it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of looking it over, but um, I'm, not, I'm not writing it uh, with them. I'm just going to observe some things or suggest things. And there's going to start the, um, the filming uh, or rolling, is it? They're going to start rolling or filming um, on, in August or September. Uh, some parts in Buenos Aires and other parts in, in Uruguay, in Montevideo. Um, I'm living now in Montevideo, so I probably um, go some, some days to the set. Uh, 
I hope I can do that in, uh, here in Montevideo and in the beach in, in a park called Rocha, Balizas. Uh, that's the coast of, of, of Uruguay, a little bit nearer to Brazil. So, and, and there's, a, there's a kind of system that um, the producers um, assembled with associated producers who bought kind of um, a bonus of a film, of, of the film, and there's about 2,000 associated producers. So they already raised the money uh, to film it. It's a low budget film, but um, it's about um, half a million dollars. Wow. They already raised that. That's so cool. Congratulations. Yes. I can't wait yeah. to see it. Yeah, I hope, I hope it comes out well. They already the adventure of, of doing it and being a, being a part of it is, is wonderful. Yeah, so do you enjoy being a part of the continued life of your work, also in the translations of your work? I know you were very helpful with me with my translation. Did you also work with the other translators of this book? Well, as long as I can, I can uh, understand the language. I mean, in English, um, I don't have a fine tuning. I, 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 it would be impossible for me to do what you did so so beautifully um i only can understand when something is misunderstood and and that happens also um in a, a, a not not so well but i can read in 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 it in french and and in italian um and in portuguese i can more or less realize when something is mi misunderstood um, so I, I I'd like to to be a part of it and and to to help the the book be as 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 good as it can be. Um, I like knowing about the covers, um, the images. Uh, I mean, uh, there's some kind of uh, process there that are always I'm I'm, I'm always interested in that. Uh, and of course, there's uh, there's a part where you have to kind of um, let it go. Uh, you, you cannot be too obsessive about it, and uh, you have to know that it's a work. Um, you're you're working in a group with other people, and um, you cannot be a, a total control freak because um, then you, you, I mean, you you you'll be just uh, some someone who is um, stopping things. Right. You have to let it flow. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be an impediment to your own. Yeah. career of course and do you find that continuing to promote a book like this gets in the way of producing new work or does it all kind of complement each other well i consider myself first a person that communicates um, and then i'm a writer i mean one of the things i do to communicate is writings also i I mean, and my writing uh, turns into poems and sometimes novels and short stories and sometimes songs or a, a piece for for the newspaper and an, an article. Um, and I think that uh, all these processes of, of knowing a bit about the books um, and the publishers and having some kind of kind of conversation with the translators is just a part of, of, of the, the, the communication. So 
uh, it doesn't get in the way. When I'm writing something, um, there's an energy there that um, nothing gets in the way. Um, I mean, not, not even the, fam the family. I, I, I get up at, at six o'clock in the morning and I work for two hours and, and then I, I'm start, I start being a, a dad. Um, mm. So, no, no, it doesn't get in the way. Um, sometimes I can do it. I have more time and sometimes not so much, but, but I, I really like um, being a part of it. Mm -hmm. And do you find that you have a different relationship because you are incredibly versatile and I love your sonnets, which are so wonderful. And I was hoping that I could immediately begin translating these poems into English. And it was a lot harder than I had realized it was going to be. <laughs> um, but I wonder, for instance, shorter forms like, like the poem or like the short story, which we do have a um, a short story by Pedro coming out very, very soon in electric literature called The Ring, um, which I highly recommend to anyone who's listening. Um, I wonder if those appeal to you more or less than a kind of more sustained project like the novel or, or if it's all really equally stimulating for you to work on. Well, I discovered when I started writing um, the columns for the, for the newspaper that uh, afterwards I I published them in a book called uh, uh, The Balance or El Equilibrio, that um, genres are, are not um, less important because they are short. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, uh, I, I put the same uh, love and energy and uh, fireworks into a short story or a, a really short poem or, or an article than a fragment of a novel. I mean, there's, I really don't think that, it, that a novel is more important. Um, I, I really believe that they're all kind of um, um, gadgets uh, for communicating something. Um, I think I have a brain a bit uh, kind of, um, I, I, I get distracted a lot or I get bored if I continue doing the same thing so this, that's probably why i i kind of switch from one genre to, to the other um, it's difficult for me to write a long novel um, yeah, i really have to have a, a lot of uh, energy or that kind of it's like a brain energy <laughs> writing a novel because you you have to live for those months uh, in this parallel world uh, where you are secretly very happy, it's wonderful to be to write a novel. Um, you are you are creating this parallel universe, uh, but you really have to have a lot of um, of brain energy. I don't know how to how to explain that, but it's it's really a a, a drive, a, a very a very strong drive. I, I sometimes have that, and sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And you have a lot of other activities that you do too. I know you teach a lot. Um, and it seems that your classes are extremely popular. I, I love teaching. Yes. And that's also part of, of this uh, communicating and kind of um, 
what's the word for it? Um, being contagious with with um, with the enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. if, if people come to us, the seminars and they they end up uh, writing and wanting to write, that's the main the main goal, of course. Um, I like to prepare them. I I live this huge huge change of, of uh, a paradigm with. Uh, with us with these platforms um, for example changing into this digital digital mode with, with zoom uh, before i had uh, groups of uh, of 20 30 people now i have groups of of 200 people wow. with zoom and um, i always try to manage to make it kind of uh, personal because there's um I try to make them as a conversation. I prepare them. Um, I love uh, sharing the screen uh, with, with these platforms. I mean, working on a text and, and showing it in, on Zoom and working in, uh, all together. Um, I think that you, it, it was very difficult to do that in, in, a, in a group uh, with people. And you, you had to project it with a screen, and it was difficult. Mm -hmm. um, but now with with this with this um, tools, you can really kind of have the feeling that you're um, plunging into the computer of of, of a writer, or and uh, you work in, on a poem, somebody's poem, one of the participants, and you start uh, making some corrections, and uh, I think that that's really um, attractive. Uh, I really like I really like doing that, and it's new for me. It was completely new. I started doing it uh, last year. Yeah, I mean, I, it was certainly new for me too, and I think it was new for the vast majority of people. Do you think that it's something that you want to continue even after all of the pandemic restrictions are lifted, which hopefully will happen someday? I I hope that both things um, continue together. I mean, yeah. as 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 the the elevator and the stairs. <laughs> I mean, right. um, because of course sometimes you miss um, the, the the connection and and uh, the feeling of um, that kind of feedback that that you you feel when you are in the presence of, of a group, uh, looking at someone's eyes and they look back at you and. and you realize that someone is understanding, or uh, or somebody makes a face, and then you realize your your explanation wasn't fully clear. Mm -hmm. um, and this this connection of being around, and I, I always like walking when I teach. And now I'm kind of stuck in this <laughs> this frame. Um, so I, I I I would do both things at the same time, of course. Um, I mean, in a parallel way, and and um, I don't know what what it's going to be like. Really, um, let's hope everything opens again, and, and there's a really um, a, a, everybody trusts um, a, a situation with other people in the same room. Um, I know that. Um, in the states, for example, things are starting to to open, but here in uh, in Montevideo and Buenos Aires, it's still quite uh, closed. Mm -hmm. And are you you're living permanently 
in Montevideo now. Is that right? Yes, uh, I, I came here uh, last year in November um, and um, I wasn't planning to stay um, so long, but the border was closed after I crossed uh, and uh, I started staying and staying and staying and I really liked it. And uh, my, my wife and I were, uh, for a long time, we, were, we had been thinking about moving from Buenos Aires, because as you know, it's, it's a beautiful city, but it's also huge and it has this um, inhuman scale. Uh, and um, we were looking for something smaller, to, a smaller city to live in, and Montevideo was perfect. And we we rented a house, and and then we realized I, we had to look for a for a school for our daughter. So I don't know if it's permanent, really, because because things are changing every every two months or every, every once a month. All the rules change, and the the, the border is closed and uh, I really will know that when the border is open and I can go back and forwards from Buenos Aires to Montevideo. Mm -hmm. For now, I'm kind of, a, I chose to, to, to keep still uh, on this side of the river. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you could just say a few words about Montevideo because it, you, obviously this book is mostly set there and you speak a lot about the fascination that Uruguay holds for people from Argentina. If you could just say a little bit about that um, and your own relationship with Uruguay before we kind of conclude. Yes. Well, uh, of course, I, I realize now living here that um, the Montevideo I showed in the book is is right, but it's it's only kind of a, a very small uh, line. <laughs> A very, a very small kind of uh, city trip. Um, I'm, I'm knowing now um, a bit deeper the, the, the way I'm, I'm, I'm knowing the, the, the city now. Uh, it's really interesting. It's full of secrets. Um, it's not a city that it's clear to understand. Um, people are very nice. Um, you get lost a lot because there's a lot of par. Uh, of diagonal streets. Um, sometimes it, some places look like Buenos Aires and many places don't. Sometimes what I feel is like it's a Buenos Aires with amnesia. I mean, if you had amnesia uh, and, you, and you wake up in, uh, and you, you feel like you're in Buenos Aires, but it's not Buenos Aires. Um, and so on some, some brands are different and people use slightly different words for something. So it has this kind of um, dream-like uh, feeling. I, I'm really enjoying living here. Well, thank you so much for taking the time today, Pedro and Jennifer. That was a great conversation. Um, today's guests were Pedro Myral and Jennifer Croft, and they were discussing Pedro's novel, The Woman from Uruguay. You can order your copy of the book or any of the others mentioned on today's podcast at skylightbooks.com or swing by and find them at our store. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Skylight Books podcast series. Please don't forget to visit our website at skylightbooks.com and make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for more author talks and bookseller conversations. You can find us on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. Stay safe and healthy, and we hope to see you back in our store soon.